Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. Woo woo! <laughs> We're so excited to be here today. And before we get going on this episode, which is going to be a great episode, it's on becoming a better listener. I wanted to share a few things about the podcast because we've been up and running now for a little over a year. We have um, over 6,590 downloads. Woo woo! So thank you, listeners. And um, I thought it would be fun to share a little bit more about the episode. So our number one downloaded episode is Matt Townsend, which is not a surprise because he's uber famous and his episode is really good. I actually just re-listened to it this week. Um, it has 303 downloads. So thanks, Matt, if you're out there listening. The second Yay. one is Brittany Crane, and she is equally as awesome with Get Out There Girl, and hers has 240. So I just thought that was kind of fun to see what were our most popular episodes. The most popular time of day to listen to Horizon Thrive is at 4 p.m. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, and then we have download locations around the world. Um, the United States has 5,977. Canada has 184. So whoever you are out there in Canada, thank you so much. Switzerland's <laughs> next on the list. Taiwan, Republic of Singapore, Republic of Germany, Slovenia, United Kingdom, um, Commonwealth of Australia, and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So thank you listeners. We Woo-hoo. know you're out there and are listening and we're so excited to have so many people from around the world um, listening to us. Celebration time. <laughs> yeah, when I looked that up today. Um, so today we're going to talk about being a better listener. And I think every single one of us can work on our listening skills. I know I definitely can. And so that's why I wanted to dive into this today. Um, Foremost, because I'm selfish and wanted to work on my own listening skills. And secondly, I just was really interested on on being a better listener. And so um, where I found a lot of my information today um, is at Centerstone. And Centerstone had posted on their website a bunch of different listening skills. They're a, a behavior, um, health, and addiction service company. So they work with a lot of different clients and they have to be good listeners. And so they had written this article about becoming a better listener. Um, so one of the greatest gifts that we can be giving to um, other people is our gift of our undivided attention and being present when we are with them. Um, and we've all been with someone that we've been talking to them and they haven't really quite been there, whether they're checking their phone or just they're like in their heads, you know, thinking about something else. So we can be physically present with someone, but not actually be present because we're not actually giving that undivided attention of listening. Um, so I think as you listen to this episode today, maybe you can reflect on, you know, like, oh, wow, like looking back at times where maybe your spouse has come home and you're kind of talking to them, but you're kind of flipping through your phone and things like that. So today I wanted you to kind of look and, and look at your own self and reflect 
on ways that you can become a better listener. So effective listening is fundamental to good communication. Um, and if you have, you know, good listening skills, then people are feeling loved. And it's also part of a healthy relationship. If you don't know how to listen well, then it's hard to have a healthy relationship with whoever it is that you're um, talking with. Um, the more that we understand about one another, um, the less that we fear, you know, about them. You don't have a lot of fear in your relationship if you're understanding your um, significant other, or even if it's a friendship, if you have, you know, if you have an open and loving relationship, then you can have good communication and listening is part of that. Um, listening is a powerful link to connecting two different people. It shows you value their needs and their ideas. It motivates the other um, to speak without judgment. So if you're a good listener, then you're not judging them. Um, it provides a benefit of, of not having to mind read. I think that is huge. That is one of the biggest things I've learned in my marriage. Like, I feel like my husband should be able to read my mind. Like, why can't you read my mind? I'm standing right here, but um, nobody can read our minds. So I think that's one of the huge benefits of being a good listener is you don't, you know, you don't have to mind read because they're trying to express, you know, what you are wanting and needing. Um, it reduces stress and it provides comfort and safety and it just makes us feel good when we are being listened to. So those are a few um, benefits of being a good listener and also being listened to. And so first I wanted to talk about um, 11 do's and don'ts to consider. So I'm just gonna talk about 11 different things um, when you're trying to be a good listener. So the first one is to not assume. So when you are listening, um, then you shouldn't just assume what's going on. So confirm your understanding before jumping into a conclusion. Um, making un unconfirmed assumptions can be like a train that has gotten off of the track and the conductor may not even be aware of it. So sometimes I think when we're um, listening to someone, we start assuming before, we're, we're, before they're done talking. Um, this one's huge and I think this one's super obvious. So number two is do not interrupt. Um, and so when someone's talking, sometimes all of a sudden we wanna jump, jump in and say something um, but interrupting someone is a frequent mistake that we all make when we're listening. Um, and especially if um, we've known someone for a long time, like in our family members, I think we are interrupt all the time. Like Liz will be talking about something and then all of a sudden I'm like, I try and like, you know, throw in my opinion or things like that. And, and this is actually disrespectful. And I think in our families, we're just don't care because it's like our family, we're like, we can interrupt them, you know, it's not a big deal. But um, if we let them finish their thoughts and talk, it shows a lot of respect and it, you're able to understand um, what the person's trying to communicate better if you're not interrupting. So number two is don't interrupt. Um, number three is do not advise. I love this one. So it says, unless asked, you should not immediately try to fix problems or advise the other person on what they should do. Listening is not your opportunity to diagnose or prescribe um analyzing someone without being invited to will quickly halt your communication we've all want, been in that situation where we've been trying to communicate something and then the other person starts trying to advise and fix and things like that and a lot of times when someone's communicating we're actually um, just wanting to be listened to 
that's part of it is just sitting there and listening and not advising. So uh, maybe yeah. you're advising too much. Yeah, Liz, did you want to jump in? Can I interrupt? I'm going to- Yeah, you I'm can. Gonna, you're not so good listening skills. <laughs> but what, one of the things uh, that I think about, because so, sometimes I may have an idea when someone's sharing something and they're really distraught and they're like, what do I even do about this? And they do want, they, they seem to want advice. I think instead of just jumping into giving it, maybe saying, hey, can, I have an idea that might work for you. Is it okay if I share it with you? That way they're, they're giving permission for you to share an idea and that way it's not so like stepping on their toes or intrusive yeah for sure and I think sometimes when you are communicating with someone sometimes they do want advice so the best thing to do you could ask I was actually thinking with my husband it would be good at the beginning of our conversation to be like I do want advice this time, or I want you to be actually just a listener this time. Like just straight up, tell them what you want or even ask. Like if some, if you have a friend telling you something like, do you want advice or do you want me to, you know, listen to this? Like, I know that seems weird and we don't do that, but I think it would actually be helpful because sometimes we do want advice and sometimes we don't. Like sometimes I just want my husband to listen to me complain about something <laughs> and I don't really want him to, you know, try and fix That's it. so true. And when they go into fix it mode, you're like, why can't you just listen to me? Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so I was thinking what a good idea it would be to actually tell them like, this is a time to listen, or this is the time I want advice. Like what advice do you have for me? So I think if we actually, you know, we're better communicators. Um, then the listener could have an easier time listening if they knew, you know, the objective of what, you know, they were supposed to be doing, if it was supposed to be listening or supposed to be advising. Okay, this one, and I have a personal example for this one. So number four is do not compete. So an example of competing is inserting your own experience into the other person. So um, a while ago, like this is hmm, seven years ago, there was a yes, six, six and a half, seven years ago. Um, I had a friend and she had had a baby recently and she couldn't lose some weight. And so she was telling me about how frustrated she was that, you know, she just felt like she was gaining weight and couldn't lose weight. And so, um, I asked her if, um, she was still breastfeeding. She said she was. And in my experience with my first child, I could not lose like this extra 10 pounds of weight until I stopped breastfeeding. The second I stopped breastfeeding, it just fell off. It was like my body was keeping that to help create milk or whatever. I don't know the scientific explanation, but all I know is that was my experience. And so I told her, like, I was like, I was trying to, you know, relate with her. They say in here to compete, but I was trying to relate with her. Like, I was like, you know what? Maybe you just, when you're stop, you're done breastfeeding, maybe you could lose your weight. And I wasn't being, you know, a super good listener and in learning about this. Um, and this one conversation I had with this girl made her so upset. And she actually defriended me because she felt like I wasn't being a good listener, I think. Um, and I found out later on that she said, that that because I kind of talked to her like you know what's going on you know why aren't we friends like kind of that kind of thing and she's like oh well you you know you just assumed that it was, I just needed to stop breastfeeding and the weight was going to fall off and I actually found out that I had low thyroid and the, my low thyroid was actually what was what was you know keeping like there was an actual problem with me like and so she was so upset at me like I don't ever remember someone being more angry with me and um it's actually interesting because I now have low thyroid and have to take medication but um I just in I really learned 
through that experience to not bring in your own experiences when someone's trying to tell you something hard that's going on. Um, and at that, that particular moment, she wanted me to be a listener and be like, oh man, you know, that sucks that you can't get these, this extra weight off. What a bummer. Like, you know, that's more what she wanted me to say, I think, than jumping in and being like, well, maybe it was, it's because you, you know, you're breastfeeding type of thing. So anyway, learn from my mistakes. Don't, you know, bring in your, um, own, they talk, they say they call it competing. And I guess people feel like you're competing with them. Um, and so or that, that you're or you're judging their situation or something too. Yeah. Like, oh, it's because of this or that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so anyway, I learned that the hard way. Okay. The next one is do not discount. An example of discounting might be saying, don't worry, it's no big deal or cheer up. Or um, I actually um, don't like when people do this. And so I have a, the perfect example. So when I was bit in the face by a dog, everyone would say to me, I feel like, and if you said this, it's okay. I forgive you. Um, most people would say like, Oh, it could have been a lot worse. Oh, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. And, um, they're, they were discounting me. And my daughter was the only one that said, mom, it could have been a lot worse, but it could have been a lot better. And I was like, yes, Kimber, it could have been a lot better. So I think when someone has a really hard thing that happens, like they get in an accident, they broke their arm. Oh, well, you could have died don't say that. Like, they don't like that. People don't like, you know, being discounted. They want you to be validated and feel like, wow, man, that really sucked. You know, you got bit in the face by a dog. What a bummer. Wow. Yeah. Your face, it looks like, you know, tilling and you know, you, you can, you know, kind of say like, it might turn out okay. But when you discount them, you know, they don't feel like they're validated. And I definitely can relate with that one. And I think we all can, we've all, you know, something bad's happened to us. And then everyone's like, oh, well, it could have been a lot better. Like, that's not a nice thing to say. <laughs> so, um, number six is, um, do not force. So don't force your agenda, put it aside for now. Listen, um, listen for understanding and not agreement. Your turn to present your ideas will come later, but while listening, clear your mind and give your full attention. So I think that's, you know, straightforward. Um, number seven is do concentrate when someone is speaking. So, for heaven's sake, people, when your husband gets home from work or if you are working and you get home from work, put your phones down and concentrate on, you know, the people around you and what you're saying. Your kids come over to tell you something. Um, you know, are you concentrating? Are you actually listening to them? There have been so many times where my kids have said something to me and I didn't hear it because I was looking on my phone at something. Um, and we need to pay better attention to and be more present to the people that we are with. If you're out to dinner with your friends, you know, put your phone in your purse, leave it in your car so that you can focus on the people that you're with right there. And I really like that one. I think we can all work on concentrating when we're with people. I think we've all been over to someone's house, maybe for dinner and you know, you're sitting around and then they turn the TV on and it's on in the background. That drives me crazy turn the tvs off turn the phones off you know if you're having people over and it's in the background turn it off because it is a distraction and then you're not able to concentrate fully on you know the people that you are with um net number eight is do ask questions so it's okay you know when you're talking to ask more questions and so that and that also is a good sign of listening because it shows you're listening. Um, so like, let's say that someone got a new 
I don't know, let's say they got a new lawnmower, like, you know, that's super boring, but let's say you, you know, your dad's talking about his new lawnmower, you're like, oh, great, dad. But, you know, instead of just being like, oh, okay, nice, you got a new lawnmower, you could say, oh, you know, what kind of engine is it? Is it a riding lawnmower? Oh, why did you pick that one? You know, ask more questions about, you know, why they actually picked that lawnmower, things like that. And that, that shows that you're, you, you're good at listening. And then also that goes right into number nine, that shows that you're interested. Um, you know, if someone got a new car, you know, ask what features it has. Did you get black leather seats? Did, did they have cloth? Oh, why did you choose that car? So just showing that you, you know, asking questions and showing that you're interested is a huge part of being a good listener. Um, and then number 10 is do emphasize. So you can say things like, I can see how that would be frustrating, or I can see why that would be very exciting. Um, and you know, by emphasizing and kind of repeating what they say um, also can, um, can be a good skill for listening. And number 11 is do be patient. So listening is a creative force that teaches patience. Choose to be quiet, allow the other person to finish their thoughts and their words before jumping in with any feedback. Um, and so I think that if, um, you can just look, you know, as you're listening to this episode, think about different ways and then maybe pick one thing that you're going to work on. So I knew I was going to be giving this, um, talking about this today in our podcast. And yesterday my church had an activity for all of us old ladies. So we could get to know each other a little bit better. It was an ice cream social. And I was trying to use these skills cause I'm new to our church and I, uh, new to the area. And so I was like, I'm going to try and, you know, ask questions. And so anytime, like it went back to at talking about me, I'd always change it and ask another question about them just because I wanted to work on my listening skills. And so I think learning to, um, kind of pick apart, you know, whatever they're saying and find another question from that is a super good way to work on your listening skills. Asking questions, get people talking more and, um, so anyway, it's fun. It's fun to work on your listening skills. It's fun to show that you're interested. And as you do that, you can have better relationships, more quality relationships, and people will feel more validated. People will love you. Um, Liz and I just got back from being in California with our aunt. She was taking care of us. And uh, we just went out there because we missed, you know, having a mom and a dad. And she's like, come out here. She was cooking for us, asking us questions, talking so to us. Fun. <laughs> yeah. And we watched her as um, one of our other cousins was there, a, a younger cousin, very young, like not even a teenager yet. And we watched her talk with this girl and just how, what a good listener she was. And I think she was a really good example to me of that I need to work on my listening skills because there were many times where I was just talking and she would listen and she's really mastered that skill, I feel like. And so that's kind of where, the, where it brought up this interest for me to work on listening skills. And listening skills are valuable for all aspects of your life, professional, um, your intimate relationships, family relationships, even, you know, me and Liz, you know, we can work on our listening skills with each other. And as we do that, it'll improve our relationships. And so um, that's kind of all that I wanted to say about, uh, being a good listener. And Liz, did you want to add anything to that? Um, I, I loved this, what you said, really good points. Um, I think the more that we can listen, the more that we can learn. And sometimes when we're listening to others, 
we actually, we hear them, but we also hear inspiration or intuition of things that they might need. And if we're always talking, we, we don't have that space to listen and learn. So listening is a very, it's a humbling skill, but it's also super important to really get to the heart of what's, what's going on with others and how to really help them. So I love that. It was really good. I think as we're all home, you know, a lot of us are home with kids during the summer. It's a really good time for us to strengthen up relationships and um, really listen to our kids about what's going on with them. So yeah, thank you. I, I love the topic you picked. Yeah, you're welcome. And are you Liz, ready for, yeah, ready for oops? Yeah, share her oops moment today. Okay. And it's a kind of a bummer oops moment. So go ahead, Liz. Well, um, I, yeah, I guess I have, I have two, but I'll stick with the bummer one. It, it was kind of, so we, yesterday morning, we, we got up and we had to go finalize some tax stuff. And so we're running around, you know, getting kids ready and making sure our papers are in order and we're ready to go. And as I came out to the kitchen, there's a puddle of water in front of our fridge. And I'm like, uh oh, what's this? Like, no one's really been up. So, <laughs> like, when I first got up. And um, anyway, it turns out our fridge, something on it died. So, it was one of those oops moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, why does everything happen at once? You know, my husband's got a dentist appointment that day, and we're trying to take care of this and that. And there's tryouts for this and that for today for my, you know, for my son. And so, anyway, just running around trying to fill up coolers with ice and and get all the food taken care of and call repair people. And anyway, you know, everybody goes through things like that. And when, when I go through my things, I remind myself that usually there's chaos before more order. And so when something like that comes up, I'm like, okay, it's just, you know, I'm just choosing it. I'm getting this done. I, and then we'll get to the next thing and, and it, you know, it'll pass. And so you just try to keep the best attitude as you're going through it. But it, it was not happy that that happened, but I had that happen probably eight years ago when our fridge went out. And I noticed that my energy about taking care of, of the mess was so much better than eight years ago. And that actually made me feel really good. I was like, wow, I'm upgrading my thinking. I'm not like in a victim mode of like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. And this is the worst thing that could have ever happened. I just jumped in and took care of it and it was fine. So anyway, that felt good, <laughs> even good though it wasn't fun to deal with, but yeah, yeah. that's great. It was good. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in, work on your listening skills, pick one, you know, area to work on and and try it tonight at dinner or, or breakfast, whatever time you're listening to this. If, it's, if, it's, if you're like one of the 4 p.m. listeners, then I guess dinner. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Happy summer. Are you ready to make forward movement in an area of your life? Relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the results you've always wanted and the happiness that you are worthy of. And so we have started a movement to support you in making these positive changes in your life. Arise Now is the best place to start when you are ready to get better results in life and you want positive support, effective tools, and strong motivation to make it happen. And that's why we started our movement, Arise Now. Arise Now is a supportive, fun, three-month-long program where you will learn tools, 
techniques and mindset shifts to move forward in your relationships and goals. In Arise Now, you will have the support to set and accomplish three personalized goals. You will receive 12 valuable one-hour live trainings. Enjoy daily accountability and enjoy a safe, supportive community to start arising and thriving now. Visit ariseandthrivelife.com today and register so that you can get all the support, training, and accountability to start arising and thriving in your life.